We've got Rob Wilkie and Jermaine Francoeur. Francoeur. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> With us here. This is season two now of the Tap and Bogey podcast because we're we're um, we're opening next weekend. We're opening next weekend. So without putting a date stamp on it, we're very excited for the new season. Uh, and you guys opened it up like two, three weeks earlier than last year. Something like uh, that. Last year was a little different because we were waiting for the kitchen to kind of get their stuff oh, in okay. and stuff like that. There yeah. was there's a it was a whole operations thing. So right, okay. This year it's just a it was a good winter and yeah, open her up. Nice. Okay, sorry. And who's like? Is that just you guys making that call, or is it? Yeah, what well, kind we of determines just, that? Uh, play crib and pick a date. <laughs> 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 I like it. Very scientific. Yeah. Is it just sort of like because uh, Jermaine was saying that there was like a blanket of snow that kind of kept it insulated from harsher conditions? I guess snow's no. the best blanket. Yeah. yeah, if you can get a little bit of snow, it depends how much. Um, if you can freeze a bit before that snow hits, then it's yeah. even better. Yeah, if it's thawed underneath and then that snow goes on there, then it's, it's a little perfect for the uh, oh, okay. disease and stuff like yeah. that. So, is it like is that a bacteria thing too? Because I know that like some bacteria are good after it, like. It, they live in that cold temperature and they break down some old stuff. That's where your leaves disappear too and all that it's sort of stuff. It's mostly a fungus. And it, does there's it kill only the one, fungus? There's only one bacterial um, disease oh. of turf grass that's known. So it's yeah. mostly it's all almost all fungus. Okay. Yeah. And it's, I heard it's, the greens are looking pretty good. No, no yeah, long. we've got a couple of spots, but nothing, nothing really major. And uh, they're just slowly starting to wake up. It's you know nice days but cold night so right yeah it's coming yeah. it looks pretty good it's good enough to recover from the wear which is the main thing you got to kind of decide can this grass handle the wear and away you go Sweet. it's also march well i mean we were laughing yeah. about it how like how early you know you look at a small town in north northern northwest bc and uh and we're starting in march like other courses are like kitimat's gonna be blanketed in snow forever they're talking they? about uh, pretty soon. They didn't get a lot of snow either. Supposedly, oh, yeah. Really? Last, last okay. I heard, they had 11 or 12 greens uh, bare. Really? And, okay, uh, that's way different from last year. Their deepest yeah. uh, deepest green last I talked to Jeff was about two feet. So Okay. It, uh, Not terrible. It's that valley down after like two, right? Or yeah. one. Like, yeah, that's sort of like two, three, four. That valley is kind of gnarly and dark. Is, is Jeff their superintendent? Yes. Okay, okay. I was wondering that, actually, because they don't have a pro currently. Currently, no. <clears throat> Just a superintendent. Unfortunately. It's too bad, honestly. But and Jermaine, then Jermaine is the best pro in Northwest BC right now. Because <laughs> he's, he's the only, only pro. pro. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> On paper. So, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, I'm the only pro, other than now Smithers has one. Yeah. They hired uh, a gentleman. I think he started in early March. But, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, it's not hard to be the best when uh, the other uh, Rupert and Kinemont don't <laughs> hey, have one. Hey, they Thank don't you. ask how. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but sorry, before I cut you off. Um, I, well, I had another question, which is with the, the frost and stuff. I, I've seen other courses, like, cover their greens. Um, is there any reason that, like, you guys don't, or is it? It's is mostly there... my, my preference. Like, we could yeah. have greened them up a bit this year, given the conditions we had. If we put the tarps out, they'd be greener. Okay. But is I don't it just find a them healthier. Thing? Yeah it, it, yeah, it definitely keeps the temperature. It keeps those fluctuations from night and days oh, okay. um, more consistent. Maintains that. But oh, I found okay. in a soyas every time we tarp the greens, um, the sections that were tarped looked better right away. And then the sections okay. that weren't were slower to green up, but 
then when you remove the tarps more resilient um, that like kind of lusher they're just yeah they're shocked they're not used to the like they didn't handle right. the wear as well so those areas actually backed off while the other ones just slowly consistently interesting got better and they i think it's just a healthier grass so that's a good experience so too. what rob's saying is tarps off tarps, tarps off, off, tarps off, off. The boys. <laughs> <laughs> that's we're too lazy to pull them out that's yeah maybe part enough. of it fair enough darren's getting uh it's a lot of big tarps. Darren and I are getting yeah. older. Yeah. We can't, uh, <laughs> What's a lot we of can't drag them out. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. And you guys are just getting the, like, at the AGM, you're talking about the new, the new like, quads and stuff you had for the crew, but that's just recent, right? One, one workman, well, because of COVID, everything was delayed, so our one yeah. mower and our one utility vehicle is, uh, well, the work, or the one mower arrived in November, and the utility vehicle just arrived, so... It's taking a year, so whatever we need for this year is probably won't arrive till next year. So. Nice, nice. Um, well, yeah. So, Rob, we've haven't had we've had Jermaine on the pod before a couple of times. Once, I think. I oh, and then we did the the call and the oh, lesson. Oh, right, yeah, the random phone call. And then the, well, lesson. the random phone call and, and then the mic'd up lesson. The, the lesson, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, that's right. The lesson. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that was one. fun. Yeah. Um, but we don't know too much about you, so yeah, like, uh, where, how'd you, how'd you get into being a golf course superintendent? Wait a minute, here. You, when Jermaine was on, you researched him. Well. You're, so, he, like, we nothing, did nothing for me. That's we, it. Well, you don't. Is that a bad you thing? Didn't though, have, they couldn't find anything about you on the internet. You didn't True have. Story. You didn't have a video of you in not one but two polos, uh, a soul patch, and a, a mohawk oh, a to, to chirp about. So <laughs> that was the style. It was, that very was in, in very in at the for time. that brief moment in <laughs> on the island. <laughs> no. Uh, how did, but, wait, how did you? Yeah. Who was here first between the two of you? It'd be Rob. Yeah. Okay, I've been here since April Fool's Day, two thousand and one. Okay, so coming up on twelve years. Yeah, Twenty? What? Do you know 20, math? Eleven years? No. Yeah. Let's start 20, over. That's 22 bad. Twenty-two years. Holy crap! <laughs> what do you do That's for a living? You don't deal with numbers, do you? Hmm. Not engineering or anything. No. <laughs> no. 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 I'm not a big number. Engineers guy. don't need to know math. No. No. My brother's an engineer. They're fun to raz. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be like, just like, let's make this clear. I'm not an engineer. Engineer <laughs> <laughs> No. Sorry, I had to choke you a bit. Um, yeah. So yeah. So where's your? What's your background? Like, because we know that you've been. You said you mentioned a Soyuz. Yeah. Um, did you? So where did it start? Did it start? You did you grow up like playing golf and then think you wanted to go into that? Yeah, I grew up on a, a horse farm in southern Alberta just south of calgary okay so couldn't really get any job experience because there's six days a week on the farm and stuff so once i went to university they were looking for summer they're looking for someone to help around the clubhouse yeah and in turner valley alberta so cool turner valley beautiful area too um did you go to olds by any chance nope olds college programs started when i was in my second year yeah i'm older than the old college program <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for bringing yeah. that up for sure. yeah <laughs> it's gonna be a long hour so it so it okay so it just started that's um was there uh, any other turf schools uh or? university of guelph well yeah. so okay. i'd actually because i was working through the summers at the turner valley course um and i was taking a bachelor of science in university of calgary so that was just a summer job but i really liked it so i started looking around and i didn't really want to go to the east back east it was too big of a move so i chose fairview it was only two years and at that time 
I want to say it, superintendents didn't have like a ton of education at that time. Yeah. Like they were just starting to get more professional and, and trained yeah. up unless you're down at some of the bigger courses and stuff like that. And so, so that's just how every program, like sort of specialist starts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I just went up to Fairview. I took a year off and so I could see what the winter work was like. Right. Where is, where is that? Fairview? Where's Fairview? Yeah. It's four and a half hours north of Edmonton. Okay. Oh, it's about wow. an hour north of Grand Prairie. Okay. That's okay. north wow. north. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How is that? Like, just the is the turf there different? Because I've I've played in Northwest Territories and they've got mostly like their greens are dirt. Is did they have stuff like that there or? Um. No. No. There's all grass. Green? Actually, the the college itself had a three hole course. So. Oh, nice. And then there was a nine hole course in the town too. Okay. So we actually could go out and do all the practices on that three three hole course do all our surveying mowing sweet run all the equipment do all the general practices because nice you know they say bef- before i went up there they said you need to have you know three years work experience before you get there and then you get up there and there's a couple retired rcmp <laughs> officers and never been on a course it's like wow this is like the bar is uh, the you, bar that's what lowered. you say but <laughs> well the thing is in theory when i went it was just at the the upkick of uh of things improving so it wasn't just like a farmer looking after it so yeah um the demand was there and just before i got there if you had come out of college you could uh you could get a good job cool. pretty much right away and i was at the tail end of that and then they really i don't know how to say it they really hoarded out and uh we had like 15 just kids flooded. in our class and then they went up to like 36 Holy. and just flooded the markets yeah and courses don't pay well enough to feed that many miles serve 36 students yeah. in one spot yeah you get a lot of assistant positions and stuff like that spray right tax irrigation tax and stuff like yeah. that yeah. but it's not really a enough to make a massive career out of something you can do for a few years and yeah yeah so grand floor at a big one when you come to a course like terrace did they have did you guys have like an, oh, an old irrigation map or something like that because you think yeah, originally. Because you guys have put in work in the last year, like just in the few years yeah. that we've been golfing here. But like, Well, when I came to Terrace, there still weren't a lot of the traps in. They were just sodded in, so we had to grow them in, like the one on 13 and the ones on 5, and a whole bunch of them weren't quite growing. It was the first year they'd gone 18. Um, there was a little disagreement between the superintendent at the time and and the course, not getting into any of that. But um, No, yeah. Yeah, no, there weren't uh, there weren't really a lot of records when I came here. It was pretty much a, a bare office. Oh wow! And uh, so, which is good, you know, it kind of forces you to go. You walk every stitch of the course, you map yeah, everything, you get all the areas familiar. of the greens and tees, and because you can't put anything down without knowing the area, it's yeah, kind of a math driven. Um, so you're not gonna hire Ben? <laughs> yeah, <course>. no. no. <laughs> Ben's Actually, out. I, I got a question for Jermaine. Would you like to see more? bunkers on the course or is that not really a priority just because we only have maybe four fairways, like fairway fairway bunkers. bunkers yeah that i mean it really depends on on the hole and and what you're trying to achieve with a, with a bunker i mean you look at maintenance wise i mean rob can touch on it i mean bunkers are that do a lot of work right so every time you put in a bunker you have to then factor in drainage uh well man hours to to maintain them right, right? i mean yeah. just simple edging so we don't do it right. as often as, as we'd like but to edge a bunker i mean that is time consuming it's a lot of work and just to make you gotta them, be good at it to too. make well you gotta oh, to make them look intensive. good yeah. to make a bunker look good like that's time and effort right so yeah. to just start adding bunkers for uh hmm. playability um sure i'd like to see a few here and there but 
you know what, business side of it, um, is it feasible and is it worth it um, for that playability? So, I mean, I don't think it's as simple as saying, yeah, we should add a couple bunkers here and there. Um, you know, one is the sand. We have a hard time getting decent sand, let alone yeah. good bunker sand. Cause it's Where do expensive. you guys get sand from? Like Skeena Concrete? For the bunkers, we get it from Deep Creek, which is north of north of town. But they're not screening it anymore, so right. it's going to get tougher and tougher. Well, that's what you guys... Oh, and it's then been one of the number one, yeah, uh, yeah, number one battles up here. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. And, and is that sort of like the same problem that you guys had with... Because um, you guys, we were at the AGM, and you were talking about like the, the greens, the work that you were doing on the, the drainage, and how before it was... Uh, you only did the shallow stuff with the the really fine sand, so you got the the bigger stuff, but it's not screened anymore. So well, they've top dressing has come a long ways, and aeration's come a long ways. They yeah. found that just a light top dressing every ten days Keeps or something going. really makes the ball a lot smoother, and the greens receive a lot better. So yeah, our sand is usually full of rocks, and the stuff from Deep Creek is good, great for bunkers. Yeah, but it's not great for that light top dressing. So right. the only stuff we could find that didn't have a lot of you know larger material in it is this really silty stuff so we've uh, been using that a lot and of course silty stuff just does not have the pore space yeah. and it's so it's starting to choke off and as you know we get a lot of water around here so <laughs> yeah with, with that wetness and all that silt holding that moisture in there there's not a lot of room for air so yeah because so i've seen it like um southern golf courses even in their bunkers they've got really fine sand in their bunkers but then i've gone there i went there like after a, a big rain and they're just like it because it all settles and it's just cement. Well, even our course, when we've been out of bunker sand, so we've used some of our green sand. I don't right. know if you notice the right side of 15, left side of like on two, there's a couple yeah. of patches in that one. Um, yep. Probably haven't. Yeah. Have you? <laughs> well, oh, your shots, for sure. shots will come out differently, sure. that's for sure. <laughs> um, so you have to know. And that those sands, when, when it's wet, and actually we just put some in the front of eight last year, so... Yeah. If uh, if it's wet, you really need to give it to get it out of there. Yeah. It's it's really grabby Just and chip wet. I mean, we have access to good yeah. sand, but all the good sand or, or the you know the the good quality stuff is from uh, lower mainland potentially area, and and it's just far too expensive to truck up to here, truck. Right? So up. I mean, it's again happy sad. I mean, yeah. could we get it? Yes. Could we afford it? No, not necessarily. Yeah, not unless we want to pay. No, well, not worth it. Yeah, yeah it's very expensive. No, no, very, very expensive. Well, and up yeah. here, obviously, and actually they're finding seam in Calgary. Calgary courses are bringing their sand in from Vancouver because, wow. yeah, that's a 14-hour trip. Brutal. That's pricey. That's surprising. Because the growth in, in Calgary was so so extensive that they're only screening for masonry, which is 4 mil, and we need it down to 2 mil. So, oh, okay. Um Wow. Of course, even all the golf courses in Calgary didn't put the volume out for them to make it worth their while. So are mm. we going to get someone up here to do it? No. no. Not yeah. really. Small batch. <laughs> so, sand. Yeah, and Jermaine worked at a course in Calgary. Did did you work at any courses in Calgary yourself? No, just the one in Turner Valley. I okay. had three jobs. Turner Valley is always in here. Nice. Pretty stable. What, uh, what, made, what made you move? Which one? Well, any of them from Turner Valley to a Soyuz was that's kind of a that's kind of a nice move, honestly. Like warm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, hot and dry. Was, yeah. Uh, in my experience, when you're working at a place, um, when you start down at the bottom and you work your way up, they still kind of see you as down at the bottom a bit. And then you make so you can only get over. so professional at a course, and then you've got all the 
the background visions of who you are. Like you're just the kid that came here. Or whatever, I know exactly so. what you mean. It's, uh, <laughs> so when you move, you're instantly they see you as the assistant. So I moved to to Asoyas uh, as the assistant there, which was quite a go. It was really fun. Twenty seven yeah. holes. We had just opened up the the new nine, so uh, Sweet. a lot of growing. We still were growing in some of the greens and tees and stuff. So yeah. what course is that? New Soyuz golf course. Okay. Trick question. So yeah. <laughs> I want to. Ben's I wanna, on yeah. fire today. I'm on, I'm, yeah. 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 I'm on the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for Boy. everyone who's reffing later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get some caffeine in this guy. <laughs> Maybe oh, a nap. <laughs> it's a Soyuz. There's one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a few in the area, but yeah, no. <laughs> I wanted to ask about grass. So there's a myth that Rob Wilkie can tell the difference between two different types of grasses by I've, it's taste. It's been, it's been, yeah. There's a legend by taste. <laughs> no. Oh, oh. I, I heard this in passing. That yeah. We won't mention who said that. Yeah, <laughs> that's but awesome. uh, yeah, there was a rumor that you can tell the difference of grass by the taste. I won't. I won't debunk that. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 neither confirm nor deny. We'll keep it. We'll better keep than a lot of going. rumors out there. We'll so. keep the myth going. <laughs> Um, what kind of grass do we have on our course? Is there like difference? We have pretty much everything. There's, but uh, the three mains are ryegrass, bluegrass, and bent grass. Those are the three. Okay. Kind of. Bluegrass is your best for your fairways, and at least in our budget range. Yeah. In our fairways and tees, ryegrass grows quickly, but as you see in the fairways, because we bake out, yeah. you get those little stalks sticking up. Oh, okay. That's a ryegrass. It's really stocky, but it incorporates really quickly so for tea boxes and stuff you always put some rice seed in there so it fills those divots in quick but it's not really right. what you want oh, okay. and then ideally on the greens you want bent grass it's actually an aquatic plant originally but it uh, so it grows oh, okay. through stolons and stuff little creepers yeah so it helps so that's fill how in. you get that even yeah and then uh and then of course there's an annual bluegrass which everyone seems to hate but it's a great putting surface yeah, um, it just seeds out once or twice a year, and nobody likes the seed heads. And it slows down the putts a bit, makes it a little bumpier, especially if you have patchy pole in your. Oh, okay, yeah. Bent grass. So. But then that's kind of dealt with over a week or so. Once that's. Done. Oh yeah, the seed heads don't last that long, um, but it's a different texture. It's a more denser plant than the bent grass, so yeah. it'll start filling in and all the ball marks you guys don't fix and stuff like that. <laughs> so. And and poa is what what kind of you don't want a lot of poa or does that just happen i, I actually think poa is a great putting surface it um it has really shallow roots it doesn't overwinter well oh yeah. and grass overwinters well so it's it's um most important with any putting green is just consistency whatever your grass is it's you know if the greens are slow today just it's consistently hopefully all 18 greens are fairly consistent yeah and you just hit the ball a little harder so it's how do you guys have to reseed quite a bit or is it just oh, we try and do it once a year it's just it's good to keep new genetics in there and yeah. stuff like that so. yeah fair enough cool uh, yeah speaking of the greens like i think the most labor intensive thing i've ever done on a golf course was coring it and then shoveling all the cores off and then filling all the core holes with sand yeah that that was and do you guys do that because i the, the staff that was needed to just do that on 18 holes was yeah, we did it last fall, but we've kind of got away from core aeration through the through the consistent top dressing. Um, I mean, there's a whole bunch of benefits to core aeration. There's a whole bunch of benefits to solid tine aeration. But um, through that, I guess the the knowledge now and the, 
the practices you can kind of get away from correlation it's it really sucks it's terrible for the pro shop it's terrible for the golfers and as yeah. you know with all the work it's terrible for us so when we aerate and the golfers are all like oh i hate this and i'm like no we, we hate it more yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's even worse than that is uh when you've got greens that come out in the spring really bad and what you do is you aerate the greens and you shovel the bad plugs away and you shovel the good plugs into piles and you take those little plugs and push them into the holes Oh, just lay there man. for hours that's a good one it seems it seems ridiculous but it makes a massive difference it does eh? yeah so andrew weisner and i did that one year we had snow came super early we didn't get our fungicide down right yeah and yeah we lost big patches of course it was the year we we're hosting the bc seniors so <laughs> have to have these greens going but by doing that when you get ice damage it doesn't just kill the grass it kills all the the bacteria and the fungus like the whole microphone in there so it's uh right by doing that you're basically reintroducing life back into the soil and it also gives an area for the sand and the seed to hold on to so oh, okay yeah. it sucks but it works just lying there oh yeah you get lots of razzing too because our members are lying down on the job free with their yeah. comments yeah <laughs> uh so we we went to the agm and that was interesting yeah we, we were the only non- full members there i think yeah yeah and and probably the only people under the age of 30 yeah yeah um Maybe even 35 so what's what's that kind of like for you guys because yeah i mean your guys' speeches were like really well put together and stuff but oh, is that like good. is that is that something you kind of don't look forward to or is it is it like intense because you're you're talking about your job or like no, what, what the AGM's for, because we're a society, right? So a uh, non-profit society. What you're doing is you're um, essentially letting the society know, like society Informing members know, like how the season went. You're going over the financials. Like it's a necessary evil, right? Yeah. Like you have no choice. Um, our reports are to talk about how the year went. Um, also, um, what we have planned for the you know upcoming season. So really what you're doing is you're just educating and and letting people know because yeah. um, you guys how have went, communication what we're staff doing. to like send out emails every week yeah and it gives it gives them an opportunity to potentially ask you questions um you know because they didn't know about xyz yep. um event or project or what have you right like yep. a lot of people yeah, uh, knew about there. us drilling for the well and then mm -hmm. some members and really just didn't notice did or maybe they're just not around the facility as much right yep. so no it's the agm we've i mean this is my 12th year now and um yeah, you're you're just letting the membership know how yeah. the year went. And if your report's detailed enough, there usually aren't a lot of questions. But if yeah, and yeah. those occasional years, like especially in the years when we were switching from par seventy two to par seventy three and switching par fours and fives those throughout like that, there was there was a little more input yeah. and you know you're obviously there's people that like or dislike certain things. But if your report's detailed enough, it's usually just pretty routine yeah i hate public speaking so i i don't yep. look, like i'm not a mic jockey like jermaine it's, uh, <laughs> i uh i am not a big fan of getting up there but yes yeah. i went to toastmasters because i knew at some point i'd have to so yeah yeah fair enough check in hand here you go take it yeah so. yeah i know i know the uh there's a I, I present a council for my job right so i have to do that every once in a while and and typically like the the general gist like before you even get there is like the understanding is like you're good at your job you don't have to you know like you're not protecting your job you're just informing the people and they can ask questions that they're not specialists in this so what does this mean why where is this at you know mm -hmm. it's like yeah we didn't we can, didn't get the funding for xyz or 
or we did and this is what happened or we're still waiting on that like the the pergola is like question and like all these sorts oh, of things <laughs> yeah i call it a pergola but it's the the cover the over roof the over range. yeah they've been talking somebody about asked that. about that and it's just like yeah, yeah, it's not much of a cover if it's a pergola <laughs> oh yeah that's right the roof over what like the patio tent oh uh, no, no. no over the uh the driving range, range. That's all oh, like right. Sort of they're covering the driving range. Yeah, so, that's been a work in progress for yeah. uh, um, a few years. Yeah. So it's just that sort of thing, like simple updates. Yeah. Absolutely. So have you guys ever had like a hot, hot topic like meeting? Like because AGMs does are, it ever like, get contentious? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I don't no. remember one where. It, uh, no. Um, water coolers was one when we removed the water coolers. Oh yeah. They didn't, oh, yeah, I they didn't those. really like that uh, <laughs> so much. Some some people really didn't. Um, yeah. And then they're talking about. You know, running pipes up to the washrooms and having taps oh, and all that stuff. That's but so expensive. It, uh, I think it's pretty much understood now that water coolers aren't the greatest things on courses. People are getting from everything from stung by wasps to oh, really? they're just dirty. And it's, yeah, you know, we're, well, everybody's we're out there working. we got dirt all over our hands and we have to change a, a cooler <laughs> and go up to the clubhouse, fill it out. It was just uh, so much. Not worth it. Would a cart, beverage cart be better? I love beverage carts. Oh, me too. <laughs> that was that was my idea of of, but I I, I don't know if it was. Jermaine can talk about the feasibility of that. It's though. expensive yeah, though, right? Like, it it costs the cart that. and yeah. the person and the yeah. Well, yeah. we have the kiosk, right? So our little nine yeah. hole snack yeah. shack. Um, and the way our back nine's designed, you essentially obviously would hit it after nine. We hit it after thirteen. You hit it again after sixteen. Um, historically, we run all our scrambles off the back nine. So then even if you're, you know, we're isolating the back nine, when you finish hole 18, you're now hitting up the clubhouse. Yeah. So you have, you know, essentially four, four to five opportunities. opportunities um, it's just to hit that up like the, four, the, five, six, seven sort of on it, the front It's just nine. the front nine, Two, right? three, four. So when we're talking yeah. about, you know, company scrambles or men's night scrambles, ladies' night scrambles, we're always back nine. And yep. so there is no need for a, a, yeah, a kiosk cart, is well placed. Um, beverage cart because the kiosk, yeah, exactly. It's, it's right. a perfect location. It does location. the job. When we're doing our men's open and ladies open and, and our seniors open, what happens? You're teeing off of the first hole yeah. the majority of the time to play 18 holes. Um, depending on the time of day you tee off, then, yeah, I mean, would it be great to have a uh, beverage cart going around the front nine? Yeah. Or even just like at that point, like with that rationale, it's like you can even have like a, lem- like a lemonade stand sort of pop up kiosk or something like that. Oh, like for it. some tournaments, we've had someone pull a truck up and just park by three T. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or like four. Because <laughs> then you hit it on three and six, so yeah. it's uh, yeah. Because there's that like twice. access road, and there's lots of space behind like the third third yeah. green. So the majority of yeah. of our events um, on our calendar are, are are back nines. So to have a, a cart, yeah, a beverage me. cart, um, for those events is makes no sense. But um, for day to day. It's been discussed. Um, we're looking into, you know, essentially the cost. Yeah. Yeah. Know, of of the carts cost and, benefit. And, and yeah. Yeah, those staffing car, those carts are and, expensive. and oh, I bet. yeah, they're they're like fourteen, eighteen grand. But yeah. I mean, they do pay themselves off um, relatively quick. But it's uh, it's not as simple as just saying, well, we should have a beverage cart and we'll yeah, just make enough. it happen. So we we have discussed it. It's and, more of like and, a cherry on top. And, sounds like you know, yeah. I, I can just say that you know we're looking into it and and yeah. it's. I mean, any idea and any any request is never just a, a hard no. Like you have to do the research, and and then you, we just make an educated guess on whether it's feasible for our facility yeah. to. Uh, yeah, what makes sense for our members and our the way the layout yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. 
You should have sleeves of golf balls at the, uh, the snack shack. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, you're not the you first could, to you could add, that. You could even add a premium. <laughs> like from, from the get, pro shop to the snack oh, shack, I would pay a dollar, two dollar premium. If I'm like, if I'm dying for golf balls by like coming through <laughs> nine to ten, it's like, I'm like, we got to go. We got to keep pace of play. And I'm down to two balls. I'm gonna buy. I'll buy a dozen. How many? Well, they, how many do you start what with? Hole you're on. When you come yeah. by nine, they could be like twelve bucks. And if you're coming by thirteen, it could be fourteen. <laughs> come by sixteen, it's up to twenty bucks. Yeah. Well, I've seen yeah, golf depending courses. Depending on your desperation. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen golf courses where they have like those like uh, gumball machines for golf yeah. balls. Oh, seen okay. that would be funny. They'll too, position yeah. those like on uh, like an island green par three. And so you'll get there and like you'll for two dollars per se and then you spin 16, it. Great idea. Yeah, and you, you, sure. you get a golf ball and, and you'd be amazed at, at how many people will, will buy those golf balls. That's, cause that's where the snack shack being at fourteen is so perfect because you're like, I'm coming up to a water hole, give me a few extra. And so I actually have a gumball machine for golf balls. Um, I had it in the pro shop no many, many years ago. It's it's hiding somewhere in storage. But what I did is I filled it up with Pro V's. Um, or no, let's start over. I filled it up with cheaper balls, yep. and then I slid in X amount of Pro Vs, and so for two dollars, it you was might get, you might get a, a Pro V, or you'll like get those, a yeah, you know, back when we were kids on or something. Like the, yeah. the only problem with that is it's not uh, secured enough that you can right. just literally kind of like, a lot of people that flick your finger and break the glass and like steal. Like so, yeah, it, okay. it would. It would not be. It's not a great fit for outdoors, but I did have it in the pro shop. But they do exist. Like that's sweet. I've seen them before at uh, golf courses, and, yeah. and you know what? It's. I wonder maybe like, like just like how they set out the barbecue every day, or when once it's barbecue season, yeah. they set out the gumball machine. <laughs> That'd be was, hilarious. Was there any hole in ones this year? Last year, I think there were three. We had uh, one in the men's open. That's right. Which was very exciting. Oh, I missed that. So that's the first time since I've been here that we had a hole-in-one during a tournament. Wow. Um, it was on hole 12. It was Bruce Bingham. Um, oh, no, I did hear about that. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously, hole 12, you can see your ball go in, um, depending on, like, where the pin the guys position on 11 here, just an absolute up. Yeah, I remember. You're, you're probably at the highest point in the course at that yeah. point. You can just yeah, play. like on 12 T. <laughs> yeah. Is, that's yeah, probably pretty close. That or four, three, yeah, fourteen. But uh, did you guys think that I happened to be sorry? I happened to be running old, some errands because that was old. we were doing a split tee, and I hear this massive roar. So pull a Yui <laughs> oh, in no the way. cart and, yeah. and make my way. And he was the lead group, so this was like the wow. the first group going off at ten, and then so we're doing split tee, and so we got a hole in the one, and of course we introduced that uh, hole in one insurance yeah. for all our members. So if you get oh. a hole in one, so last dare. year was a new thing that. Um, it's included in your membership. If you get a hole in one, you would, you know, essentially ring the bell after your round, and it wouldn't cost you any money um, for, you know, buying a round because yeah. you know the tradition of getting a hole in one. You have to buy a round for yeah. everyone in the clubhouse, or you know, um, that, that could get expensive. So because he was a lead group, by the time he would have finished his round, there would have been like potentially eight people. So I asked him nicely to maybe kick around for an hour. Yeah. And let the clubhouse fill up, and then, then ring you know, the bell. then ring the bell. Plus, so it that was that was pretty exciting. But yeah, sweet. so we had three that I've heard, that I that I heard about okay. uh, that were members that got nice. one of the ones last year. We probably averaged three to five every year um, throughout cool. the season. Some and years more, some years less. Albatrosses. Yeah, I've heard of two. Okay. Uh, one was on hole f- one, and one was on hole six. six. One was Cam okay. Fagan, and one oh. was uh, Cam Epp. 
two cams. I heard about Cameron up on 17. No, it was on. I thought it was on hold. Yeah, it was on 17. Was it 17? Yeah. Yeah. It was in the paper. Yeah, it was in the paper. Yeah. 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 That was like uh, uh, 2013 or No, that was only a couple years ago. Three, four years ago. Yeah. Hey, I don't know math either, so. Um. But yeah, so I've heard of two in our facility. That's okay. Cool. Yeah, that, that is, is cool. very rare. That's probably obviously <laughs> that's more rare than a whole one. Yeah. Yeah. Statistically, yeah. The debate is always: Would you rather have an albatross or a whole one? But whole yeah. in one, whole one, yeah, absolutely. So whole twelve. <clears throat> yeah. Imagine. Okay. So that's amazing. You hit this. You have this beautiful view. You hit a hole in one. Is that our signature hole? Like, what? What's our signature hole? Because we have a lot of great view holes right like there's courses will have like their elevated t-box hole or like like prince george for example like their 18 is like it's elevated t-box you see the pro like the the clubhouse you see like the waterfalls or whatever um and and a few courses have like the number two in kitimat it's sort of kind of a cool gimmicky hole and uh we have like several really beautiful vistas whether it's looking up at the green or back from the green like i'm thinking three looking back and um and five looking forward over like sleeping beauty what's our signature hole in your opinions like you can have different holes mm-hmm. like that's what you said well obviously 12 you've mm-hmm. touched on that that's because you got the, the clubhouse. clubhouse you got the mountains and all that um i actually like number nine when you're hitting your second shot into nine, you got the view of the oh, clubhouse okay. up on the oh, uh, on the hill, yeah. and um, especially in the summer the when there's valley. when there's people on the yeah. patio, and it's that's kind of cool. Yeah. I really like nine, um, and obviously we have eighteen when we have tournaments. The way we have it set up, where you know Everybody's you can watching. have 40, 50 uh, people watching and yeah. chirping when you're coming in up on eighteen. So well, that's like always men's, exciting. The men's open when those guys who weren't in the tournament they were playing like a, oh oh. the last round of the day. There's like forty <laughs> dudes absolutely plastered, and they're Four all guys. like, "Yeah, one guy <laughs> awesome. hits his green, hits his ball on the green. Everybody lost it because he hit it pretty tight too." And uh, I talked to them after I know them, and I talked to them after. He's like, "Yeah, they just didn't know it was like my." My fifth hit in or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, that's, yeah, fair enough. 18 is a great finishing hole. It's It's a great, like, gallery hole. It's not long, so it's not always favoring the long ball hitters or any of that. Everyone's coming in with a chance, but it's, there's some definitely, you know, easy to get into death there. Well, your second shot is the crucial shot. I mean, obviously. And you've got the audience there. Yeah. yeah. That makes such a difference. That's actually why you don't want to be out early in the morning, other than you've, really suck that you day want before. that that um you want to audience. come in with that crowd yeah, yeah. That's, those those that's nerves definitely. are why you go on a tournament though that kind of um how well you did or Rush whatever that's just a big feeling. part of the tournament for me anyway it's fun. totally and really for us that's like our 16th hole at the waste management because exactly. people are oh, drinking sure. people are yeah yelling like there's no quiet please it's uh <laughs> they're betting on whether you're gonna hit the green they're yep. betting on whether you make a pot like People are yelling like you can hear it from the tee box. I was gonna say you can hear it from like <laughs> yeah. fifteen green. Yeah. Oh yeah, you, as you're getting closer, it's. I remember it's that because I was uh, <laughs> two years ago. I didn't play the men's open. I had a brand new baby girl, and and so, uh, but I was able to sneak out for nine holes like in the evening or something like that. And I remember hearing uh, I was over on like three or four, like the other side of the course, and I'm pretty sure it was. Um, I think it was David Toombs. Like, I heard David. And it's, there's a few Davids that I know of that his friends would be, like, absolutely hammered, yelling, You suck, David! You suck! <laughs> and then he hits the... You know, you could hear him hit the green. Everybody goes, like, loses it. And so yeah. it's like, okay, this... I, I need to join this tournament next year. Like, I, I want to be part of that. I want to get absolutely, like... 
chirp to complete like just destroyed yeah. you know and it's ruthless it's, it's, it's yeah it's yeah. so much fun to hear and and like it's just part of it right like that's the culture like the the 16th on on I mean, uh, West every, everyone gets chirp but then there's some like jermaine which everyone knows and of course there's yeah. extra chirping but he loves that but it's yeah. it's also fun for everyone else even if you played bad it's fun to sit there have a drink and watch some burger skill. or something and then just razz people you bet whether they hit light stripe dark stripes you whether they hit the green yeah. not the green Ooh. there's all kinds of bets going good on bet. there techniques there i like what, that what is your favorite or what is your biggest pet peeve of the golfers at skeena valley would it be is this like hang yourself time no <laughs> you're not oh, mentioning no. names it's just more like no. Jermaine, it, would you, know, you like to not, field this one <laughs> yeah people not filling in <laughs> me no i'm not the superintendent <laughs> you know you know what my pet peeve is frosted lays Okay. Those yeah. are the worst for golf pros or anyone who's working as a pro totally shop. Screws your well, no, what happens machine. is that you have people who show up for their tea time and then they're delayed. And they want to know when, like, when can mm-hmm. I go play? It's when like, the well, frost's gone. Well, exactly. Fucking it's, idiot. well, when the frost <laughs> is gone. Well, when's that going to be? I don't know. Now, you have data. Let me get out, like, let me get out there. On, <laughs> yeah. Well, depending on the time of the year and, and depending yeah. on. You know, there's a lot of experience involved too based on, you know, it's probably going to be around 10, 1030. And yep. if it's not at 10 and 1030 and it's a heavy wrong. frost, yeah. um, so you generally, you have an idea, but you don't know for certain, yeah. right? But yeah, no frost delays. So it's not a golfer thing. It's, it's, it's sure, it's mother nature, but golfers come in and now all of a sudden it's my fault. It's my fault that there's a frost delay. It's my fault they're gonna. So it's dumb golfers. Time's gonna be delayed, and then what happens? You have face question. Yeah, (laughs) but you'll have twenty, thirty people now milling around. So now you, you can't get anything done, and everyone's like just itching, and then you push everyone back one, two, three hours, depending on what you know how how thick the frost is but that's probably the worst and then and then you get the guys who are like the 8 30 tea time that go out at 10 30 and then the guys who are like the ones after them are like in their ass sort of thing like oh we'll just go out a few minutes early too and then you got guys just like everybody just has a bad time (laughs) because we've had that like we've had guys like sneak out like not not just at our course but like sneak out in front of us and then we're behind them we're caught behind them and then there's groups behind us going what the hell it's like well we are stuck and yeah. yeah nobody has a good time there and i mean with our online tea times um i'm able to send an email to those affected tea right. times smart and so whether you, you know, whether you get whether you get not. them on your phone or not or whether you're a member who you know only checks his emails yeah. from their you know computer at home they've already left or so you know not everyone's going to get that information yeah. and then you know, at like least I said, it's out there if they choose to or if they have the ability it's it's one more tool. Yeah, it's one more. Yeah, you've yeah. gone a further. And then we'll utilize the app. So we did it last year too. We'll send out that push notification. Hey, yeah. frost delay or, or anything. Fr- but yeah, put, no, frost delays are probably the on. worst. They're the absolute worst for I know for for myself. But I don't know for you on the golf course. It's probably going to be pitch marks? four or five other things. Oh. Yeah, no, it's um, you know pitch marks are just as bad for the golfers as they are for me. So yeah, it just means more moss, more pole coming in. That's you know, there's only so much I can do. I don't sweat stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it sucks, but. What about golfers hitting into the green when you guys are trying to mow the green? That's exactly what I was going <laughs> to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, really? okay. That's, that, good that, that's wow. exactly. I was going to say professionally and unprofessionally. Professionally, it's hitting when the crew hasn't, like, flagged them on. And they don't. Yeah. Well, he's got a hard hat. No. <laughs> if there was a golfer <laughs> no. there. I always say, if that was a golfer, would you have hit? Well, no. I'm like, 
Well, then, do you think we don't feel when the ball hits us in the head? I had a good buddy, a superintendent at Uplands, and he got hit right in the temple, and it took him four years to uh, to kind of get, get back. back. There's Holy lots of brain crap. training, and there's wow. always stories like that. Well, yeah, lady like, at the course in Turner Valley got hit in her forearm and broke her forearm. It just you know, There's a lot of power behind a ball. So. Yeah. Have you ever been hit by a ball? Uh, a couple of times. More when I'm playing than when <laughs> yeah. I'm working. Because yeah. when I'm working, I'm just it's just so ingrained. I'm always looking around. And when I was working, I actually saw the ball coming in. It just bounced funny and hit me in the chest. But, yeah, I've been hit when I'm golfing, but that's usually drinking-related. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not a not a non-four yeah. sort of thing. I, I always think about, so is it good to replace your divot with the, the grass that you ripped out? Or does that just dry out and become okay, well, like here's, the sand would be? Here's, like, the, here's the thing about divots. And if you've got sand and seed – put some sand and seed in there. Now don't fill it to the top. Like people fill a big mound, kick it with their foot. Well, they've kicked it at the top of the grass height. Well, then the mower's hitting it all the time. You just need to kick, add enough sand to the soil level, which really isn't that much. Um, And it gives some seed for it to grow in. Take your old divot and chuck it into the rough. Because they they look like those really fancy courses. They'll mow the green or the fairways every day, mostly just to mulch up the plug or the, the divots. So it looks nice. Um, if it's deep enough, like I've seen people that have got some pretty major divots. Well, you chuck it in there. It's, it'll grow back, especially as wet as it is here. Grass grows on concrete. So it's, um, but I think it looks better if you just put a little bit of sand and seed in there and chuck it off. Now, if you don't have sand and seed, well, Jermaine could probably talk about the playability as far as growing back though. If it's not going to grow back, don't put it back in there. Yeah. Well, there's a proper way of putting the divot back, right? It's not just a matter of just... You throwing it down and people step on it. Like if you ever watch golf on TV, um, they probably don't show their the caddies um, very often replacing divots. Like you'll yeah. see them, they'll cut away. You know, like, you'll see they'll go you'll get see it. The, the pro or whatever chuck the divot back um, yeah. to their caddy. But there, there's there's a if you can replace the divot properly, um, I don't know. I think that that should grow like, back just as quick or right quicker back, like than basically right back where it came from. So well, yeah, the same direction, and you don't just step on it. Like you, you almost have to work it back in. Oh um, really? So there, like it's, yeah. it's. If you knit the edges in, then yeah. it will. <clears throat> With the sand and seed, like um, at the like the tee boxes, for example, is it better to leave it like sort of roughed up, or is it good to step on it? I've seen guys do both. Uh, Does it doesn't matter? make a difference. Oh, okay. No. Just like, don't don't put too much. That's why too much. if you look at the par threes, like twelve and eleven, that they that's met, why they crown. That's why. Oh. No way. Okay. Years and years and years of people what about, hitting from the middle and then five? putting sand. Yes. Yeah. Jeez. Like 11, you look at 11, box. our 11th tee box is severely sloped and that is mainly due to, uh, you know, 15, really? 20 years worth of uh, people putting uh, sand back. Yeah, because you divots. do feel it. You're almost hitting. Yeah, up. down. Yeah, the balls above yeah. your feet yeah. or yeah. below your feet. Yeah. 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 And so it's a lot of work to uh, love. We did 16, so that's why 16 is the reason we love. We stripped all the sod off. It was a, we did, did you, a like, take a dozer air. to it or, or something else? No, I just I rototilled it with the tractor. Well, you oh, yeah. pull all the sod off, and then you rototill it, and then I just go around a trap rake in about 9 million circles, just spin, 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 spin. Wow. Survey it, spin, spin, survey it, spin. Till it's. And then we rolled all the grass back on. I mean, there's we had a big crew. We had like yeah. twelve volunteers, and we did it in what? Well, we ripped all the sod off in one day. Rob did his thing, and then we put it all back in one day. And then I think we had a temp tea for like a month. Yeah, it doesn't take long to get yeah. it playable. Easy. 
Speaking of the volunteers, uh, did was there any traction on that uh, opening the course like a day before for volunteers and stuff like that? Who's asking? Me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think we need as many volunteers this year. I mean, um, Rob was mentioning that the course, um, like the debris and, and how it wintered was, was not too shabby. So I think it was mostly hardware that needs to go out, like your benches, yeah. ball washers, you know, the rakes and... Um, hole signs and, hole signs, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we're, we're going to need some volunteers do absolutely. That on a Friday afternoon. and then if uh, you know once the volunteer day is done if they want to go golf then absolutely cool that's the benefit of being a volunteer you get yeah. some perks maybe in a free beer maybe Ooh. yeah maybe oh. when uh, when is this golf or volunteer? beer your choice well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Por no my heart is ripping too uh <laughs> Historically, we've done it the week, like, historically, our, our work parties, the Saturday before we open. Oh, okay. Um, we would get 30, 40 volunteers wow. raking leaves, picking up branches, uh, bucking up dead Just, trees, yeah, and obviously all the hardware, too. Um, and then this year, um, because we didn't uh, need 30, 40 folks to get the course ready this year, um, we're just going to do it the day before we open yeah. for two, three hours. And Friday then uh, if the weather's good, then absolutely. When do you well, get back to town? What's that? Are you away? Or are yeah, you when, in town? When do you fly in? Next Thursday. Oh, shoot. Is it Thursday or Friday? No, I won't. I won't be here. I won't. <laughs> oh. I'll have to go. I'm excited for a second. You're away. <laughs> yeah. Flies in Friday night Friday or Friday night. afternoon or something. Oh. Well, you time are you not playing Saturday? I oh, am playing Saturday. Oh, you got a tea time book Saturday. Oh yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> no- noon, I think. Yeah, yeah I stayed up. Uh, there was a few guys I talked to that that waited till twelve because I was wondering if it if if. Uh, like right at midnight it opened up yeah 1201 yeah that's i was waiting so it's eight days in advance so obviously based on the calendar at you know thursday night and then friday morning at 1201 it it activates so yeah yeah. uh so it was pretty exciting and so last year we tried we got the first tea time yeah i don't know if you remember but you came and told us to pace the park up yeah do you remember that no, not really. <laughs> really? It was a busy year last year. I don't. I don't remember. This was the yeah. very first day of the opening. Anyways, yeah, we were. Let, if I had to do that on opening day, that must have meant that you guys were brutal. <laughs> I think it was like backed up, and and I think I had lost a few balls, and yeah, it's just a bad. You know what? The we first day, up, you know, people are rusty. I get it, but if you were if you were on pace for like a three hour nine, then yeah, you would. You're essentially. I don't think it was screwing that bad. up. Well, if you were only two twenty or two thirty, I wouldn't have gone out there. No, you definitely did. I think because I think I remember going. We're only like ten minutes over, and and Ben's like, "We're ten minutes over, man. We gotta get going." <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh, ten yeah, minutes over the threshold. So that's no, no, no that's, ten that's minutes 10 over, minutes like over two and a half hours, two and a half or two fifteen or whatever it was. Yeah, I, I know, I don't remember. Yeah. No, but it, I think you were just having a, a, an opportunity to give us a hard time. It was on eight. Yeah, eight going into nine. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, let's put it this way: if I had to do that opening day, because <laughs> I'm busy opening day, then it was probably not very good. Well, pace of play nowadays in our in our group is pretty good. I think. Yeah, it's we've we, learned we, our we stress it for sure. We've learned but, our lesson. Um, yeah, no, it's it's exciting. <laughs> yeah, so we, so we didn't get the first tea time this year because Purposely. we thought maybe it might be a little bit colder. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We'll see. I don't know. It's still like winter basically. So, so there's a difference. Jermaine likes fast rounds. Get some money. I like slow rounds so that we can get ahead of you guys and don't have to worry about oh. balls flying at us. So yeah, that's yeah. why when we're, we're out just there and uh, there's a fast group, we chuck a really crappy pin in. Sorry. Really? Sometimes. Insight. I'm not saying okay. it's definitely a go, but... But, yeah. Okay. How often does that, like, 
do you get those like old guys that are sort of they just do that they, you know we rifle through because we just let people play whenever so we've got those five in the mornings and bill yeah. and all those guys they come out whenever the do sweep they're actually our members are so great they help us out like they'll run up pull the flag out when we're mowing and put it back in and yeah. jim lynch is out there grabbing garbage and I mean, we've got great members yeah, and, yeah like my, i do the twilight rounds like at the end of the end of the night in the summertime and the crew is like oh you like you know which pins to to pull at the end of the night yeah, like, yeah i I'm well trained now, so 10, 11, 12. Yeah, yeah, 10, 11, 12, and where, which bunker, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's just I I didn't know that that was a problem. Like that's that's kind of rough that people like pick like steal those flags sometimes. It's not uncommon. People that's, steal anything nowadays. I, well, yeah, like totally. They steal seen, our range balls. Have you seen YouTube videos? <laughs> like I mean, oh, it's there's all kinds of stuff out there on what people do on golf courses. Oh yeah, you want to talk about pet peeves? Uh, how about taking a motorcycle and do donuts on three green oh, or something like no, that? Oh, I remember that. Oh, I've seen the pictures of the, yeah. those things. And then that truck that got onto the course and then did yeah. donuts on three fairway as well. Yeah, just in front of the ladies' team. Pretty sure I know who that was actually. Where was that? That was during the men's open yeah. one year. Um, oh, here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah our golf wow. course. It was in Jesus. front of three, all the way up around three fairway, just big donuts. They drove right in front of all the campers, all the people in their fifth wheels, drove right up big donuts and then drove right by him again. Pretty sure I know who it is. Yeah. The sad thing is there's a guy in the crew that had a truck almost identical to it. Yeah. So he oh. kept getting visited by the cops. I'm like, this guy cares about the course so much. Yeah, he's not gonna he's go not gonna be doing that, but make harder work for himself. Oh, that sucks. What is the kind of the craziest thing through through your years and other courses that you worked at that you've seen? Showing up to work in the morning. Uh, well, there was that abandoned car on the back road one year. That was strange. I think that was before you. Ooh. Yeah, I don't remember That's that. Is there ever anybody been so drunk that they got naked on the course? You have to like... Allegedly. Yeah? Well, I've heard stories. Crazy. Oh, yeah, lots. But we don't want to talk about those. Yeah, no, there's... No, yeah, there's, don't, no I just hey, want to give just anyone ideas. I was like, where did that go? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, These things like go weird from stories to ideas and challenges, so we're not going to... No, no, we're not going to encourage that. Raise no. that bar or lower it, I guess. <laughs> That's true. That's, I yeah. think the craziest thing I'd ever do at your course is jump in the water if I got like a hole-in-one or a like broke 70 or something like that. <laughs> I did go to work one morning, and there was two people in a boat. <laughs> yeah. I uh, Scott, I also boat on fourteen. It was Scott and Andy. Oh, I didn't know you were gonna throw names. <laughs> oh okay. yeah, That's, it's yeah. Scott and Andy. I'm gonna throw those names <laughs> out there. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, they're very uh, compliant when I said, "Hey, boys," and they went, "Okay." Oh man, what? It was men's open tournament too, wasn't it? Yeah, right yeah, in the middle so, of men's open. Actually, in well, between uh, rounds, they. Uh, I was listening to like a, spent the night. a take on um, the players. I was, t- I was listening to a take on the players on that like that flower, the flower island, uh, and they were talking about how like they should turn that into like a hot tub area and people could watch from there. It's like, what if on fourteen and fifteen you could set people into some some floaties and people just tee off like what's the liability there but like <laughs> if you want to pay have, for the insurance you got, you got a water hole you got people watching like the nerves would be sky high you'd have like you got the snack shack right there people just completely filled up on i can tell you that on water once it starts to drop gets kind of smelly kind of skunky yeah you get all those tadpoles and oh yeah there's about 10 million of them and especially all... men's open would be pretty low at that point oh yeah yeah, yeah it gets oh, we've bad. had to swim in there and plug off the equalization pipe or un- unplug something it's yeah it's yeah who draws the short straw in that case 
Holy. <laughs> yeah, 14, 15, 16, in my opinion, are... It's like Kermode Corner. That's Kermode Corner. It's our right Amen Corner. Yeah. It's like we've we <laughs> Ben coined it sort of or yeah, it's like Amen Corner and the Bear Trap altogether. Yeah. Kermode yeah. Corner. That's that's what the the name of the This is just the th- I just dread those holes sometimes when yeah. I'm having a bad round. And I'm yeah, like, okay. When you're not confident. Or even if you are confident, it's like, man, I've had such a great round. It would be <laughs> awful if I pumped one into the water right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah. oh no, <laughs> trembling at the T. Yeah. Um, well, we got some questions from the audience. We uh, we we posted on Instagram, and so we did get a few few pretty good questions. Um, so we we'll, deny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, question from Northwest Beardo. Who's hot? Who's that? I don't know who that is. <laughs> Who's the better hunter? <laughs> Loaded. Oh boy. Shots well, already fired. Shots fired. Yeah. Yeah. Got a report shots of shots fired. fired. <laughs> nah, you guys had a good hunting trip last time, We've been hunting together time, right? for, I think it's more of a we work well together. I, I usually drive the side by side and let, like in the, this year, yep. Jermaine's passenger, so he gets a jump out. Um I don't know. We haven't really had a lot of success. You know, we hunt the least, you know, shitty. (laughs) (laughs) We hunt differently too. Like Rob loves like hiking through the bush and, and, you know, just go. Yeah. Um, Where you're like, I want No, I I don't mind sitting in a spot and, and, you know, observing or listening for an hour or two and then maybe moving spots. So, I mean, we just hunt different, but we've been hunting together for, well, probably well, almost twelve years, and, really? and uh, wow. so we make a trip out of it. We try to go one or two days before open season to relax because it's normally in October. That's yep. when so, we see the moose. Yeah, oh. yeah. We've uh, we've done scouting oh, trips geez. where we've we've seen nothing but moose it's left, right, and center, and then right we go the back road, for hunting like, season. Oh, jeez, yeah. You're, uh, you, all you see is poop and tracks. But no, yeah. we're we 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 we've we've done well. We've yeah. uh, we got one last year, and I'd say every second year we're almost guaranteed one, and. We got one deer, couple moose. Oh yeah, we've we've had our fair share, but yeah. so we're we're equal. The girls okay. get annihilated. We're equal. Excellent answer. Aww. The yeah. only difference is I don't take naps during the day, so <laughs> you know there's probably been the odd uh, trip where who knows how many animals have walked by him and uh, right he's snoring away. But snoring nose. I uh, Jermaine yeah. can't believe I go right in the middle of the woods somewhere and just have a nap. Just pop, Literally pop takes him 10 seconds to fall asleep. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, 20 minutes Still. out. No yeah. fear of yeah. cougars uh, or bears. Try or... to get him on the radio. Rob, come in. Rob, come in. He's having a nap. <laughs> having a nap. I'll, I'll, I'll add to that a bit. How, how, did, uh, how did you guys like get along when you first showed up? Just have like similar interests? or uh, It's always a learning curve. I mean... Um, He's, he was here for at least 10, so he's yeah. been here over 20 years, and this is my 12th. So what happens is he's got a better understanding of the membership and, and the business and, and, and how things work, and I moved up from Victoria, and so how you know some courses in that area um, are run are, are different. One, because finances are different, right, yep. and, and, and what uh, size of crew and what you can and can't do. So it was a learning curve, I think, more on my end than probably his because um, he was more set in, in how things were run, but... I've been here long enough that, you know, we have uh, mutual respect when it comes to um, the business because it's always about the business. It's not about what he wants or what I want. It's what will what's um, good for the group. What's good for the three, four hundred yeah. members, and what's good for the course. So anytime we do anything around the golf course, anytime we buy something, anytime we um, essentially do anything, it's it's we're always looking at 
um, discussion. You know, yeah. um, is it? Gonna, it's never personal preference. No, yeah. never. Yeah. You can't. Nice. You can't do that if you're a professional. You have to look at what what the job is paying you for. So yeah. we've had our disagreements on on whatever it may be, but yeah. you essentially talk it over and and you let. Um, I don't know how to say this, but essentially, you know, what, what makes sense, right? Like yeah. it's not like he said, personal preference. So nice. That's good. It's a good, good working and friendship relationship. Yeah. Sort of but I will there's say it's, lot. it's nice to be the boss because there's only one boss here and <laughs> it's written in I my mean, contract. I could veto. Well, no, I can it's actually written in my contract. I don't answer to the general manager. So. <laughs> it's actually not because I got that taken out, but thank you. Hey. Actually, <laughs> it was before I got here. It was, uh, he had a little clause in there that essentially he would, um, his boss would be the uh, greens chair, uh, yeah, the greens chair, like the oh, outside okay. chair, and and which is fine. I mean, that's when I was in source, we but went through a few we got GMs, and it was just hard to get anything done. Well, yeah, it comes down to a lot of personal preference, swaying the course, oh, and yeah. they were everything down to telling us what kind of uh, aeration practices we're going to oh, do and God. stuff. And how would you know? Yeah, you're not the specialist. Uh, yeah, yeah, so it, um, <laughs> and that's and then tough. of course you get the. You get the occasional shoyster and stuff. So, um, and and it's not that they're, you know, when you go through a lot of those general managers, it's more of a whether they are a fit for the members. It's right. just our, our our beefs are just small little sideline beefs. It's yeah. really how they fare with the members. It's quite a, it's it's a tougher job than most people think. So, yeah, um, it's such a personal preference thing that uh, you do switch through a lot of general managers, and so I. Kind of thought that might be coming up, so I had that put in my contract, and it really worked out well through, through the, yeah, through but, the years. But yeah. really, at the end of the day, there's a lot of our decisions aren't even uh, left to just uh, Rob and I. Um, we do answer the board, right, the board, which represent yeah. the membership because we are a society. So, um, like, we do have a fixed number on what we can approve on purchases, yep. right? So yep. we then have to get approval from the board. So you have to do here. presentations okay. on, yeah. like, even an example like that simulator we put in. Um, you know, whether myself or Rob think something's a good idea, like you still like for, you know, a $60,000 investment, the board has to yay or nay that decision. Right. So um, there has been odd things that uh, we had requested or wanted that the board potentially at the time uh, didn't feel like it was necessary or a or B we couldn't afford. Um, And so there's a lot of things that um, it's not just our decision. Right. So it might be our idea. It might be, Um, what we want the direction of the course to go into, but we then need the board to be on the same page. So that way it's, uh, you know, um, it it takes away from one person being able to just do whatever they want, right? So it just protects the the society, right? Yeah. So we have monthly board meetings. And you guys too, a little bit, a bit of a degree as well, because then you're like, here are your options. What do you guys want to do? Yeah, and I mean, they'll always refer back to us on, you know, it's like, well, you're the expert in this field and Rob's the expert in his field. and, and. but we still talk about it. So we have monthly board meetings. And, and like I said, it's, uh, there's well, been a lot of things. Board of directors, they give us direction. So, yeah. you know, how, how we go in that direction, they, they're very good about letting us go. Yeah. I think we the where, not that that's good. Yeah. Yeah. earned our stripes so so they don't micromanage as much. Which but, is a really um, good board. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a really good board. Nice. But, but I'm sure you have to be kind of diplomatic when you're kind of like pitching things to them and being like, kind of sell it a little bit or well you're always selling yeah. it but you're always selling it in the best interest of the club right For so sure. it's never yeah. you know like the like, simulator thing whether that you know benefits me personally it's not going to benefit rob at all it's in the clubhouse but that's a huge benefit to 
our our business right the the facility yeah and there was a lot of like it took us three to four months uh before the board voted uh yes on that um because there was components of our business that you know we do weddings and you do all yep. these uh, events and you're, you're taking out that room that, that can sit like that, 30 people and yeah. so there is a lost revenue component mm-hmm. um when you uh do something like that right. but um you know we were doing some business analysis and projections and yeah. you know um just well, essentially at the end of the day, the back and forth. And, and there's always questions about, you know, warranty, durability, noise, like how loud is that going to be? So you're going to be dining in the clubhouse and you're going to constantly hear these balls whacking, hitting the wall right. and all that kind of stuff. So gonna, um, yeah, again, it might be an idea that stemmed from whomever. Um, and then you, you essentially have to talk about I it. And then, you know, like I said, it took three, four months. And then the decision was, yeah, you know what? It, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it's been it's been better than what we had anticipated, right? So Yeah, or yeah. it's been packed, like fully booked. Yeah. It's yeah, awesome. the response has been phenomenal. And it, like Jermaine was saying, when it comes down to spending that much money, the risk is there. But uh, the benefits you know are not market. just from people golfing. It's the food, the beverage, yeah. the experience, people coming up and enjoying themselves. The whole overall and attitude you guys and the a, mood of people a year is phenomenal. Long. Yeah, but it was yeah. an investment, right? So, yeah, sure, you, you spend X amount of dollars that goes out the window. But then every day and every hour, you're recouping that yeah. money um, to the point where then it's paid off. And then you continue forward, right? So yeah. it's yeah. not like just re- like we replaced half the roof. Um earlier that year and i mean that's that's you know, call it you know 10 20 whatever whatever you're gonna spend on a roof as, even as a homeowner that's money going out the window and it's gone yeah like you're not replacing that right yeah, that's so that's not a revenue there's generator. capital oh, that's there's a capital. nice roof here's five dollars yeah well, <laughs> you know, we, that expenditure also took away some revenue so you have to calculate that and we're losing a room that we used to do for right yeah. for meetings and stuff like that and and yeah decreasing the size of weddings and functions we have so it was it was a lot of number crunching for Jermaine to figure out and yeah. pre- do a proper presentation to the board and uh, I think it went through reasonably quickly as far as sometimes boards take you know things they can take a year yeah. by the time you get it discussed it's next year to implement so and that's just one one option or one one thing that does happen at the board and and, and that's kind of the process so like I was saying before you know we are limited on what we can and can't do Yep. Um, you know, based on uh, on what the board lets us do and, and what have you. So mm-hmm. just keeping everyone on the same page and informed and, and as a business, and it's the best thing you can do. Nice. Uh, another question. John Warcup asks, uh, he wants to know about Wilkie's best golf outfit. Do you have some wild outfits on the course? or uh, For the men's open, I used to do, yeah. do an outfit every year. Um, the best would have been the, uh, probably the crown Royal purple wool oh. Argyle 72 suit. Yeah, Wasn't it, was, it 30 degrees out too when you wore that? that. I, I was telling, it's for, it was like Andrew Weisner's stepdads or dads or something. I don't know. He pulled it out of the closet from eons ago and it was scorching hot. And I said, if I, uh, if I got in the final group, I'd wear this outfit and, uh, <laughs> And I managed to get in the final group, and so and I was so hungover I couldn't even sweat, and oh, it was no. thirty I don't know something, and uh, yeah it was it was it was you a good conscious outfit. the whole time. Oh yeah, are there pictures? <laughs> yeah, actually I've got a Andrew made me a coffee mug with my scorecard and we, the uh, we should put that on, on the, on the uh, Instagram there. Like oh, I mean yeah. we need to follow up with this we need absolutely hundred percent. 
best outfit. Yeah, we'll need Love a, it. That's, that's the great that's a good, great question, John. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Loaded. John's always got good questions. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, the Van Dykes and I think it was John. They had a listening party for our last podcast. Oh my god. So, yeah. so they're yeah. A they, listening party? Yeah. Like they were drinking and listening to the podcast. So they're so the they questions exactly gradually be, get worse. Oh. Well, <laughs> the drinking no, I, think, I think they put a lot of thought into that question. I think that's a great question. And it's going to pay dividends because we're going to post that photo on Instagram. Well, John must have inside information to be asking that kind of question. Yeah, I, I've got outfits for this upcoming year, and I'm not sure if Andrew and I are going to be brave enough yeah. to well, wear them. But, are those uh, the ones that you showed me pictures that you were supposed to wear them last year, but they didn't come because of COVID or something? They didn't come in time, yeah. Oh, yes, that's really oh. good. Oh, exceptionally hideous. As in, like, really good is not, you know, that's... that's <laughs> It'll be good for everyone else. Yeah. Inversely <laughs> or proportional. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> We'll we'll keep those photos under wraps though. I think we have to lose a pound or two before we can. Fit <laughs> I was just about to say, do they fit? Have you, uh, do they they, fit? I tried yeah, mine important. on. I don't know if I can swing. Them <laughs> yeah, you got a few. You got a few summers. We can get you on the yoga program. Oh, and, there we uh, go. Because Rob and I were partners <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, one year, and uh, we no, we weren't partners. We were playing in the same group, and we had matching outfits, and we had that lime green outfit. Oh yes. And uh, Rob's wife was in Victoria, and she picked up these pants for us. Well. They were a little slim <laughs> and tight. Oh yeah, yeah, form fitting. Like yeah. you literally, yes. you know those uh, on your putter, like those uh, golf ball uh, suction cups that you know. So like for you know oh, folks yeah, that yeah. have a hard time bending over, yeah, yeah those would have been very useful. Like, it was tough <laughs> to tee up the a. golf ball, and cool. yeah, so clear the hips was tight. I'm actually excited to see you guys' outfit this year, Robbie. Yeah, yeah I saw Let's pictures. See if we, yeah. I mean, like we've online got pictures, two, yeah, yeah. two different days worse, so we'll see. That's perfect. Well, that's we gotta beautiful. we gotta step our game up. We had yeah. some good shirts last year, but yeah, yeah but we'll, uh, we'll we'll bring it. We'll uh, we'll pump it up a little bit. And then we did Tiger Woods on yeah. Sunday. On the Sunday, the, the mock neck, the red, yeah, Tiger and black pants, yeah, yeah. The, the the Tiger dressed Sunday. Up like Tiger Woods. There was a few was guys great. dressed up like Tiger Woods. And then uh, and then uh, Clarky and Lounsey were dressed up as Mickelson. Yeah, and that aged well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's doing Mickelson's doing real hot now. Um yeah, well I guess the last few questions I think are just sort of forward looking for the year. Like Well, I, I got one kind of stock question is uh Wolfie, where's the best uh or what's the best course that you've played or your favorite yeah. course that you've ever played? Well, for different reasons there's there's always a few. Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably like I went down to Gamble Sands, that was a lot of fun, but that's the first time I played a, a, a fescue course. Oh, okay. And that was that was really interesting. See how uh, terrible golfers can skull a 200 and some yard shot, you know. It just keeps rolling. It still rolls, eh? It, it was, and it's a beautiful course. Uh, playing in Kanapali in, in Maui was really nice. That was a yeah. lot of fun. Some, some nice. good stories. Um, there's not anyone that jumps out and went, this is the best course I've played. No, eh? But... Uh, Got to play quite a few, you know, as just like Jermaine, we get to go play for, for free at a lot of places. And, um, you know, if I'm overseas or overseas or down South or, um, I always bring some maple syrup and something Canadian to, to drop off, uh, for them. And nice. Does that sort of grease the wheels to get in for a, mm, no, I, I drop it off after. And oh, okay. actually what I like Sweet. to do, wow, what I really prefer thoughtful. to do, even if I can't get around it is I call yeah. the superintendent and go for a course tour. And uh, I tell you, it's really oh, neat to feel. In Maui once, I went. There was this thirty-six hole course, and eighteen holes uh, on the one side, and then the eighteen holes, which was really ritzy. It was like the three hundred dollar around. Wow. And uh, because 
things were really financially depressed at the time. They'd closed that down. They just kept the clubhouse going. Wow. So we got to take a tour and this course or this 18 holes had been shut down for three years only. And it was like driving through Jurassic Park with, like, with paved cart paths. Overgrown. Cool. Overgrown, everything. Yeah. It was like That's an old water. You'd, you'd drive underneath this waterfall thing. So now it's just this concrete thing with all these vines and stuff growing over everywhere. It was, it was super Especially cool. Especially with that tropical climate. Yeah, you want yeah. to see how fast the golf course can look like crap. It's, uh, <laughs> it didn't take long, and it, really? yeah, it was really neat. And wow. then you go to the side that they're maintaining, and the clubhouse was stunning. It was, yeah. But then you just right behind the clubhouse, and it was jungle. Yeah. It was really cool. Course tour. That sounds... Uh, That's actually sick. We're going to go play Tobiano and... Uh, so stoked. That'd be, that'd be sweet to well, of course you were. talk to the superintendent well, or something. I mean, yeah, we'd probably have no pull, and they'd probably be like, yeah, not a chance, but. <laughs> yeah. Come back when you're tapping birdie podcast, and we'll talk. Yeah. Come back when it's tapping par podcast. Yeah, that, yeah, let's start. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, well, we, we've been talking about, like, trying to chat with some of, like, the, the pros and superintendents at some of those courses, but we'll see. Um, I'm sure I could set something up where they get a course tour and a course tour would be really cool. Honestly, be, yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. yeah, we've got eight other or seven other or six other hooligans with us. I think right. There's eight of us. Well, we wouldn't do. Uh, we would have like to sneak a away. Eight person no. course tour. I think that would be kind of. Yeah, we're we just could. Sort of You'd probably to have guys. to get there at like five in the morning though. Oh. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> camels. If we do camels, if we do camels golf country, we could probably do that one. Tobiano on the Sunday is going to be a tough, tough one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, hopefully, because last year we had really good weather, right? Yeah. Compared yeah. to, I guess, the year before. Yeah. It was really wet. And we had, like, I think the course is going to be, because it's not, like, forecasted to be super wet again this year. It's going to be a nice. Well, Terrace, they can accurately predict about two days, so <laughs> summer's a little sketchy at this point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to say this without being very sarcastic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Are you the weatherman? Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell us that it's going to be No, no, weather, but no. You, know, uh, no. you look at the almanac and all that sort of it's stuff. It's actually going like, to be a beautiful year all year. Yeah. yeah. Nice. A little Great rain on Thursdays as usual, but the rest of the year's I like it. Awesome. It's perfect. There, you heard, heard it here first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Right on. Should be a good year anyways. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, and any any exciting projects coming up for this year? So you guys have done some work on the, the drainage and stuff. Yeah, we're going to carry on with the drainage. Uh, 10, we started. We got we got started late on the drainage project, so it was um, we were getting close to rainy season, and we got all the five done, and then doing uh, 10, we had some torrential rains that kind of washed out our drainage, so we have to clean that up, which will be tough. Yeah. But we also want to carry on that drainage. You know there's that ditch beside the cart path that goes up, Ten. Yeah, we want to fill that oh, in there. and put proper drainage, and then make it all playable. Oh, yeah. And oh, really? And, yeah. Not so you're not tripping in this ditch, and it's a yeah. pain to mow, and but it's still working. But we're gonna we're gonna fill that in and, and do proper drainage there, and then uh, nothing else major. Mostly, we're we've neglected the cart paths with material for so long that last year and this year we last year we put out quite a few truckloads and we're going to keep trying to build those up because it's got to the point where there's just no material to fill these potholes in and right so that's uh with extra extra manpower we'll do that and i'd love to see a, an equalization or overflow pipe between the two ponds because that's what backs up on 16 and stuff it's uh, yeah. 
we only have an eight inch pipe between those two ponds and it comes ripping in from the course and all flows into 13 and backs up and that's when it backs up into 16 and all right yeah, yeah. sometimes going to the ground shop we're driving through a foot and a half of water just mm. along Oof. that road in the winter that so. road yeah it does sort of pool up there Jermaine, anything you got looking forward to this year well hopefully moving forward with the uh, covid restrictions now let's yeah you know hopefully knock on wood um nolan void um our tournament experience should be a lot better um, yeah. than the last couple we of years like where camaraderie yeah, absolutely um simulator challenges too we yeah we're gonna utilize a simulator for uh our tournaments and nice. maybe do uh you know the two or three day long uh closest to the pin contests and and all sorts of stuff right so nice. um i think just you know with covid almost being over with um hopefully um yeah. tournament experience Knock on wood. is yeah. yeah absolutely um should get back to what we were doing uh you know three four years ago so that'll be exciting I never experienced men's nights before COVID. Were they different? <laughs> were they like they? I heard they were like a shotgun start or something. So we, we, we yeah, uh, first men's night would be a shotgun, and we would do uh, a scramble, and we, you know, 80, 90, 100 guys would come out, and then do a buffet dinner, and we do our live live draws. Um, yeah. You know, announce all the winners, thank the sponsors, and so everything was done live yeah. and in house. And with the uh, with COVID. Um, we were obviously the limited to, out. and then the app came out, which was great. Mm -hmm. um, that's actually a great addition to uh, to all our tournament experience and stuff. And, yeah, and awesome. you know, being able to see the live leaderboard. And oh yeah, so much fun. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's that's what the cool part about being a golfer, right? That's I mean, sweet. you watch golf on TV, you see the leaderboard. Yeah, right? you know where everyone's at. So um, I really love that feature. Oh, I think it's awesome. it's, a, it's a great addition to all our events, but. Um, yeah, and then our last men's night historically would be, you know, your last men's night, shotgun, kind of same thing. All the other men's nights in between, uh, we would do live draws around 830. Um, but historically, we were getting 60, 70 guys out um, on a decent men's night, which was yeah. not too bad back in the day. But uh, with COVID and being able to utilize the app, we were pushing 100 uh, wow. almost every week. Mm -hmm. Because um, you were able to tee off at 7 p.m. Whenever you want, yeah. And just post your score on the app. So what men's nights are going to look like this summer, um, not 100% certain yet. I think it'll just, change. Like, well, like we, you know, modify yeah. um, somewhat. There'll be, be some better clubhouse camaraderie for sure. Yeah, totally you know, hanging out in the clubhouse. clubhouse. Yeah. So, yeah. More stymie. There, there used way. to always be like stymie games and little games around the putting green and stuff, which oh, are yeah. a lot of fun. Nice. Um, that's kind of dwindled off with COVID for sure. So I'm hoping to do okay. the first men's night this year, do a scramble. Do a scramble. That's the plan. Um, we may do, we've talked about, we haven't really finalized, talked about doing an Ironman mid-season instead of at the end because it's always just terrible weather. Awful weather. And, yeah. you know, if we can get the greens a little bit faster, they're usually so slow by the by the end of the season. So if we can hit some good weather, oh. something we've talked about anyway. Try to tie that in with our men's night. I haven't done it either. I was, yeah. I was out of town or something like that for the, for the final final weekend yeah this year was cross country so yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah brought that one back so that's gonna be fun that was to cool. set up and think about and oh yeah think of fun it was cool seeing all the uh the divots on the on 14th t going for the 13th yeah. green yeah just some heavy divots but it was like like imagine this the shots could get pretty tight hey like that would be a, an exciting hole that's only like 50 60 yards yeah it's nothing shot, right? right it's yeah. it's like a easy kp sort of thing but how tight you get it yeah because what do you go for right do you go for the flop or do you like do a solid pitch or what what are you You'd doing be surprised how far the shots were on that <laughs> like oh yeah how far away it's such a it's hard just yardage, the first right? time you played it and i don't know people get something in their mind and they 
You either do this big chunky or one ones go flyer, yeah. super long. Because yeah. you don't want to, you don't want to come up short and hit like a thirty yard shot into the water. So you gotta pump not it. in front of everybody. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Well, it sounds like we got a good year coming here. Oh, I'm excited. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like we've got, like we're already in. Like we're booked in for the men's open already on the, on the website and. And the uh, and the four man scramble, same thing, or four four person scramble. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I'm like I'm excited. Yeah, yeah thank you guys. Yeah. yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, we got uh, yeah, opening weekend is coming up. So. Right on. Yeah, thanks, boys. Oh, yeah. 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 So exciting. Cool. Well, tap it in. Yeah, tap it in. <laughs> <laughs>